Welcome to our Trade Academy podcast series in which our experts simplify complex concepts involved in international trade and trade finance. In this episode, we'll learn more about export finance, including UCP explanations and some of their important articles, along with export documents, and we'll also have answers to several common questions. So the next is some important UCP articles for an exporter. We would now like to share with you a couple of articles that exporters should be aware of. That is starting with overview of Article 2, complying presentation. It means a presentation that is in accordance with the terms and conditions of the credit, the applicable provisions of these rules and international standard banking practice. The document checkers are now required to check the bills presented with the concerned DC, the UCP 600, and also the latest ISPP, which has about 180 articles. Checking of documents is certainly not an easy task, and therefore, it takes experts to review documents presented in the allowed timelines as per UCP 600. Also, Uh, Banks must decide by examination of the documents alone as to whether the documents appear on their face to constitute a complying presentation. Banks deal with documents and not with goods, services or performance to which the documents may relate. For example, actual quality of goods received by applicant, even if not of merchantable quality, is not a consideration when determining whether documents represent a complying presentation. Article 14, standard for examination of documents. Article 14b states, a nominated bank acting on its nomination, a confirming bank, if any, and the issuing bank shall each have a maximum of five banking days following the day of presentation to determine if a presentation is complying. So five banking days is what is given to the nominated bank, a confirming bank if any, and also the issuing bank. This period is not curtailed or otherwise affected by the occurrence on or after the date of presentation of any expiry date or or the last date for presentation. The sub-article 14B of UCP 600 has three parts. The first part clarifies which banks are responsible for examination of documents. The second part, the period within which they have to examine the documents. That is a maximum of five banking days. And I repeat, it's a maximum of five banking days. The third part, the provision that the period of five banking days is not affected by the occurrence of any upcoming event, such as an expiry date or the latest date for presentation. The maximum period is five banking days following the day of presentation. This rule also makes it clear that should a credit expire or the last day for presentation occurs during the five banking days, bank is under no obligation to accelerate the review process. So it is extremely important for you to submit or present your documents with adequate time, one prior to the last date of presentation 
and the other being the last date or the expiry date of the DC. I'll give you an example. If the expiry date is 11th of March and the documents are presented on the 9th of March, there is no requirement for the bank to expedite their review. This, the UCP sort of protects the banks and bankers uh, to follow the five-day allowance given to review documents. So now these are the basic questions that we usually get from our customers, uh, the exporters, right? Starting off with, where is my DC? So what happens is uh, the applicant issues the DC and hands over a copy of the SWIFT, LC SWIFT, to the exporter, to the beneficiary. And the beneficiary then would uh, contact their bank asking them, have you received this DC? Have you received this DC? Now, in that scenario, what you need to make sure is just check whether the LC is routed directly to your bank or is there an intermediary bank in between. That you can check under the SWIFT uh, 57 um, clause. If there is an advice through bank, which, which is your uh, beneficiary's bank, you need to see that the SWIFT has been sent sent to the first advising bank. Then the DC would not necessarily be received by your bank on the next day of issuance, which is why there is a day or two gap where the beneficiaries, they have the copy of the SWIFT but still their bank has not uh, received the uh, LC in the system to process. So just pay attention to which SWIFT ID the bank has sent the, uh, the LC to, and then if there is an advice through bank or not. And so if you check that, you'll know exactly whom to follow up with accordingly. Now, the next is, why is my payment not yet credited to my account? This is very important. Obviously, we, we want the payment to happen on the on that exact day, especially when the issuing bank has uh, accepted to pay on, on maturity. But there are times when uh, the payment is received a day or two late. It could be for any number of reasons, right? So as in when the payment is received in our account, we credit the same to yours. I'm talking from the perspective of an exporter's bank, right? So as in when the funds are received in our account, we would credit to your account. So if your applicant claims saying that my account is already debited and the payment is made, you should have received the payment. In that case, I would request you to ask them only one question, and that is, can you give me the payment swift copy? Because when they give you the payment swift copy, which proves and shows the exact date when the payment was made and the amount and everything. And if you can provide that copy to us, it makes it easier for us to trace that payment in our systems and, and check for that. And the next is, is the document accepted? So when you submit your export documents and you're waiting for the acceptance, it's been more than five working days sometimes, right? So in that scenario, your applicant may be saying that, yes, I've already accepted the document and you should have received the acceptance by now. Even in that scenario, I would request you to please ask them to, to share with you the acceptance swift copy. Because mostly what we have noticed is that the applicant may have given the acceptance to their bank 
but their bank has not been able to process it for a day or two and it could be for various reasons internal approvals or you know there are many things that could delay the processing of acceptance so the applicant will say i have accepted the document so you know you should receive it but then we have not received it because the issuing bank has not yet processed it so always ask them to give you the acceptance swift copy or the payment swift copy whichever the case may be yeah and the final one is cable approval or pre approval of discrepancies now this is an interesting one because before we hand over the documents or we forward the documents to the issuing bank to check the documents and give their verdict as a nominated bank we can check your documents and we can advise you if there is any discrepancy and at that point you can either choose to rectify those discrepancies or you can ask us to send a swift message to the issuing bank informing them about these discrepancies and getting a pre-approval from the applicant the applicant will then submit their acceptance based on the swift message only that we have sent to them uh, highlighting the discrepancies right so the applicant will accept it and the issuing bank will send us the message saying that we accept the document with these discrepancies can be a list of 5 10 whatever number of discrepancies right and when we send the documents the issuing bank will ignore all these 5 or 10 discrepancies and they will conduct a check to find if there is any other discrepancy which was missed then the document will be considered discrepant otherwise those 10 discrepancies which we've taken approval of before dispatching documents would be considered as clean so this is something which you can uh, consider in case you are worried about submitting clean documents and you do not have the time to rectify the discrepancies so we've done with this and we shall now move on to the question and answer session Thank you very much, Mona. Thank you also to Royston. Um, very informative as always. I will move over to the questions now. So first one, Mona. This one's for you, I think. If the exporter has submitted docs at their bank, however, this bank hasn't received the LC from the issuing bank. What is the process followed by the exporter's bank in such an instance? In this case, the beneficiary's bank that they have selected to submit documents to, they are in no way a part to this DC at the moment. So when you submit the documents to them, you will also have to give them the original LC and amendments and specimen signatures or any instrument along with the document set. Uh if the LC says the DC is available by with any bank that is when this bank can uh, handle the documents for you negotiate it for you however you can still go ahead and submit the documents to your bank if you are submitting it on approval basis that is if the dc is restricted to a particular bank but you do not want to send documents to that bank or give to that bank you want to give it to your own bank in that case uh, the documents will be sent on approval basis now when you submit documents to a bank that has not been a part of this lc from the beginning that bank is first going to take the lc the original lc right they will ask you to submit original lc and amendments and specimen signature everything on that basis they will send a swift message to the issuing bank to first to verify the authenticity of this dc as we've discussed in this training right the main role of an advising bank is to verify the authenticity of the dc so th- this is the same step this bank is going to take they will first send a message to the issuing bank inform them that we've received a document can you please confirm that this dc is you know issued by you and this is authenticated dc 
Once they get the swift response from the issuing bank saying that, yes, we confirm the authenticity of this DC, that is when they will then move forward to process the document and, and forward it to the issuing bank. So the main key step here is sending a message to the issuing bank to get the authenticity verified. Perfect. Uh, there was a question that came in. What do you mean by an original DC or LC? Okay. The uh, swift print that you get from the bank. So you may receive the LC via email notifications where there's uh, attachments. That is not the original one. The original paper is with the bank. So you would need to collect it from whichever bank who has received the LC. That is what you will then need to submit it with your documents. So you will have to specifically ask that bank to hand over the original to you. If you do not have the practice of collecting original LCs from the bank, that's still fine, probably because you are going to submit documents to that bank itself. So you can let them hold on to the original LC. But in case you want to submit documents to a completely new bank, you'll need to collect the original LC amendment, specimen signature, any instrument under it from the bank and hand it over to the, to the new bank. Perfect. Thank you, Mona. Right. Next question, a tricky one. So Royston, I'm going to throw it over to you. What happens next when a DC expires while documents are under review of a bank? What will be the next procedure? And is there a, a review period of five days in case of resubmission of documents due to discrepancy? Okay, thanks. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, so I think this was discussed during the training. The short answer is, as per UCP 600 in Article 14B, the number of days given to a bank to review a document is not curtailed due to any event like the expiry date or the late last presentation date. So if the last presentation date or the expiry date is two days from the day that you submit the documents to the bank for review, the bank that will review the documents are in no obligation to uh, speed up the review process just because it's going to expire. This is an article that has been introduced. I wouldn't say introduced, it was there, but it has been clarified so that all exporters are aware that banks will take five banking days to review no matter what. So it's important for all the beneficiaries, exporters to present their documents with adequate time so that bankers will take the use of five days. I hope I answered the question. Thank you very much, Royston. Okay, uh, everyone, I'm I'm really sorry, but we are running out of time. So we've only got time for one more question, but I'll, I'll pass this one on to Mona. Can the confirming bank be the same as the issuing bank? Thanks, Ben. Okay, and the answer is no. You cannot have issuing bank and confirming bank the same bank. It has to be two different banks because the confirming bank comes into the picture only when the beneficiary is not happy with the issuing bank. Thank you very much, Mona. So thank you very much for joining and uh, we hope to see you at, at future sessions. That's it for this episode. Please join us in the next installment to learn more about trade finance with our guide to guarantees and standby documentary credits. <laughs>